Hello, friends, and welcome to Mad as a Hatter, a conspiracies and curiosities podcast. So it is now March. Ooh, we did just check our calendar to see when this episode <laughs> would post. We've now been po- recording podcasts for three months. <gasps> no, we haven't. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. January 6th with our first episode. Happy three months. Ooh, it's like relationship milestones but for podcasts. <laughs> I love it. I know. We've slowly been like freaking out over this podcast and about like every mention that we get, every tweet, every like. It's it's all an exciting roller coaster. <laughs> it's weird that you guys are still listening to us. Or if you're joining us and you don't actually know us, like you aren't our friends and family, like, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for all of the love. We do always appreciate it. And we try to reach out to every single person who reaches out to us. Thank you so much. Yeah. So we don't have any... I don't... Yeah. I don't think we have any announcements or cool. anything. Anything fun? I mean, as always, <laughs> we're not fun. I'm sorry. No. The rest of this podcast is just going to be an utter bore, I guess. It's going to be me staring into space and make up your own episode. Yeah. So for, we're just going to have 40 minutes of quiet. <laughs> Talk to yourself. You're probably driving to work or something. Just chat. Tell us. Tell us. Talk to us. Yeah. We won't hear you, but. Talk to oh, us. Oh, no, Big Brother. You know, we implanted those things into your car, so... Oh, yes. We hear all of you. The the one-way viewing screens. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh- I see you. <laughs> but, yeah, no fun announcements. As always, at the end of our episodes, we tell you where you can find us. Since we know where you are, you might as well know where we are. True. It's only fair. It's only fair. Only <laughs> fair. But, yeah, so nothing fun. So, Darby, I think you have something fun to tell me about. I do. What is it? Are you ready for Windigo? <gasps> Windigos. I'm super excited. Or Windy Stay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that- me trying to decide where I want to eat for dinner. Oh, Wendy's I go. That's what I was reading when I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Windigo or Windy Stay? Yeah, Darby and I just spent like the past hour doing notes together. <laughs> we like raced to get all our homework done and then we sat and did our notes together and i was about to throw something and she kept laughing and i wanted to know what it was about but i can't <laughs> i told you <laughs> you did that one i'd got to know <laughs> um you may ask what a wendigo is i do ask that question <laughs> have you seen a picture of a wendigo no oh okay <laughs> well i saw the charmed episode that has a wendigo in it i never watched charm um, oh my gosh i own the box i still do supernatural is my introduction to wendigos Oh, yes. I did see that Hashtag episode, too. Supernatural. I love Supernatural. Uh, best show ever. I'm definitely going to watch the Wendigo episode after this. Oh, my God. So, we'll um, have to watch it together. Also, I am so sorry for any people from these tribes I'm about to mention because I'm going to butcher some of their names. I apologize. I did hear her listening to the, tra- to the pronunciation <laughs> guides because I was totally hearing them out of context and all of a sudden i just hear these voices coming out of her computer so she was trying i will give her that i'm gonna try real hard um okay so these are traditional beliefs from a number of alaguano speaking peoples um so these tribes include the ajabwe the Seltaks, the cree the naspaki and the inu people so a lot of different groups and cultures yes. share so this idea. All of these tribes are from the northern areas of the Americas. 
They are the Great Lakes region of America and Canada. So Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Northern Indiana, Ohio, um, all of those places. Okay. Okay. So the Wendigo is an evil, cannibalistic, supernatural being. They are strongly associated with winter, the north, coldness, famine, and starvation. So right outside right now? Yes. Oh. There's one in my window right there if you look. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm the person I'm just going to keep staring right on ahead. <laughs> I'm going to pack up my things. I'm not going to go down the basement stairs. I'm already down in the basement. You but are. Stairs. <laughs> I'm just going to leave. Oh, so, okay, you're going to feel much safer in a little bit. Mm. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Basil Johnson in Owabe Teacher. Owabe. Owabe teacher and schooler from Ontario gives the description of the Wendigo. The Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emissation. This discolored skin, its discolored skin pulled tightly over its bones with its bones pushing out against its skin, its complexion, the ashy gray of death and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. Ooh. What lips it had were tottered and bloody, unclear and suffering from superitions of the flesh. The Wendigo gave a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption. So definitely going to be America's next bachelor. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Sounds okay. so sexy. Yeah. I'd swipe right. <laughs> Wendigos are often described as giants that are many times larger than human beings, a characteristic abs- absent from myths in other allegorical cultures. Okay. Um, whenever a Wendigo ate another person, it would grow in proportion to the meal it just ate, so it could never be full. Oh, that's... I kind of feel bad for him. Like, no matter how much he eats, he's never going to be full. That's kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, terrifying, but sad. Also, I feel you, Bo. The Wendigo is seen as an embodiment of gluttony, greed, and excess. Never satisfied after killing and consuming one person, they are constantly searching for a new victim. In some traditions, humans overpowered by greed could turn into a Wendigo. Oh, I think that was the Charmed episode. There's a lot of ways humans turn into Wendigos. Okay. If you notice, I mean, you'll you'll touch on this, but what does cannibalism mean? Eating the same species? Yeah, so how can we call a Wendigo a cannibal if they aren't human? I was surprised you didn't call that out yet. <laughs> I was going to, but... <laughs> I was told not to mention my episode. Until I said cannibalism. Then Until you could. Said, okay. I have the green light. I can talk about my own episode now. Now you have some green lights to say how these So now time. going on to my part. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is cannibalism? No, I just didn't want it spoiled for people who had never heard of a Wendigo before. That's true. <laughs> um, so these are very, very mean, ugly, greedy humans. Yes. There's a joke I could make here, but we're not a political commentary. 
<laughs> um, humans could also turn into Wendigos by being in contact with them for too long. I assume also not being eaten at that time. <laughs> Correct. They're just hanging out on a Saturday night. Oh, God, dude, you've been here for too long. <laughs> Guess you're going to eat other people now. <laughs> Surprise. Um, the legend lends its name to the controversial modern medical term, Wendigos psychosis. Described by psychiatrists as a cultural bound syndrome. However, it's not really modern. It's from the 1800s. It says modern, but... <laughs> In the span of history, relatively. <laughs> it has since stopped being a diagnosis since the 1900s, so... If you want to hear about why, stay tuned later this week. Um, I'm going to touch on this. <laughs> uh, with symptoms such as an intense craving for human flesh and fear of becoming a cannibal... In some indigenous communities, environmental destruction and insatiable greed are also seen as a manifestation of Wendigo, psych- Wendigo psychos- psychosis. So it's the guy from the Lorax. Yes. <laughs> He's making all the sneeds. He's a Wendigo. <laughs> um, in historical accounts of Wendigo psychosis, it has been reported that humans become possessed by the Wendigo spirit after being in a situation of needing food and having no other choice besides cannibalism. So I'm going to list a few cases, but one of the more famous cases of Wendigo psychosis reported involves a Plans Cree trapper from Alpuda named Swift Runner. In 1878, Swift Runner and his family were starving, and his eldest son died 25 miles away from emergency food supplies at the Hudson Bay's community post. Swift Runner butchered and ate his wife and five remaining children. Given that he resorted to cannibalism so near to food supplies, and that he killed and consumed the remains of those present, it was revealed that Swift Runner's was not a case of pure cannibalism, as a last resort to avoid starvation, but rather a man of the Wendigo psychosis. Yeah, that's that's six people. That's a that's a lot of that's a lot of cannibalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Hunger is never satisfied. Nope, and that's terrifying. No, thank you. <laughs> Um, another well-known case involving Wendigo psychosis was that of Jack Fiddler. Um, it was at the beginning of the 20th century. He was 87 years old. Um, he was a Cree chief and medicine man. He was tried for the murder of a Cree woman. Whilst he pleaded guilty for the crime, he defended himself by saying that the woman was on the verge of transforming into a Wendigo as she was being possessed by the evil spirit. Therefore, she had to be killed before she murdered other members of the tribe. In addition to this woman, Fiddler claimed to have slain at least 13 Wendigos during his lifetime. Um, As a result, in 1907, Fiddler and his brother Joseph were arrested by the Canadian authorities for homicide. Jack committed suicide and Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. He ultimately was granted a pardon, but died three days later in jail before receiving the news of his pardon. Oh my god, what bad luck. That poor guy. Like, first, he was his brother, so we don't know for sure whether or not he did anything. Mm -hmm. And then he gets a pardon, but dies right before it. Oh, man. Yes. Poor guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, what is the folklore of the Wendigo? I am curious about this. 
specifically. So this tale goes, he was once a lost hunter. During a brutally cold winter, his intense hunger drove him to cannibalism. After feasting on human flesh, he became a crazed monster roaming the forest in search of more people to eat. Hmm. Part of like the scientist in me, who's not actually a scientist, but like <laughs> scientific things. I'm wondering if it's like the mal- mad cow disease or something uh, happened where the there humans. was a person who ate flesh and then... So yeah, to be a Wendigo, it is somebody who has eaten flesh or been in... Well, either way, you've eaten flesh because you've been in contact mm-hmm. too long, gotten Wendigo psychosis. So therefore, you're transforming into a Wendigo by eating the flesh. Um, all of the things do say that you do actually have to consume human flesh to become a Wendigo. Okay. Just because you have the cravings does not solidify the transformation. Just like to turn into a vampire, you have to drink the blood if you watch True Blood. Um, yeah. <laughs> Side note, um, and actually Supernatural does that too. You have to drink human blood after being bitten to solid, to make the transformation actually happen. Mm-hmm. So it just, it's setting the seal. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. like giving you the craving before, mm-hmm. until you do it, it's just giving you the cravings and like the like, need. Hmm. <laughs> could have five guys or I could have five guys. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Five guys, Um, if you'd like to become a sponsor, let us know. (laughs) Oh, yes. I need those fries all the time. Oh, same. Uh, So for those of you that may live in the South, in the warm climates where I wish to be one day, (laughs) please take me with you. You do not have to worry about the Wendigo. It is only a cold weather creature. Um, It has been spotted in Canada and northern states such as Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, all the Great Lakes states. Uh, since, so us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hello. <laughs> since the cold is no longer a problem for him, like it was when he was human, he is immune to even the harshest of conditions. I'm weighing my options about whether or not it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Answer's no, but... Uh, so if you decide on that, please do far away from me. <laughs> um, he is not buff. His skin is stretched tight around his bones. He is said to be almost 15 feet tall. (laughs) He is described as skeleton-like. This could be due to the fact that his hunger is never satisfied. Poor guy. (laughs) Uh, It is said that he has massive owl-like eyes and razor-sharp claws. (laughs) No, thank you. Large (laughs) eyes. Nope. Uh, Some say he is relative of Bigfoot. (laughs) Others who say they've spotted him claim that he looks much more like a werewolf. You know, it's just all these mythical creatures all looking the same. <laughs> I'll say, so any of you out there watched Harry Potter 3? Yeah. So you know what Lupin turns into in the movie? A werewolf, yes. I bet. And Harry Potter 3, for those of you who are not ridiculously large fans, Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> Specifically how he looks in the movie. Yes. Okay. That is exactly what every picture of Wendigo looks like. It does. I did Google it when she asked me what it, what if I knew what a Wendigo looks like. It does look like Remus Lupin, yeah. but like with but terrifying. Yes, <laughs> like Remus Lupin on drugs and eating humans. Yes, which I mean, not Lupin himself. Um, <laughs> the Algon Quinn people say that during the turn of the 20th century, a number of their people went missing mysteriously. The Alequin tribes attribute many of these disappearances to the Wendigo. Mm-hmm. So the translation of Wendigo is the evil spirit that devours mankind. 
It's a big translation for a little word. I like it. Yes. <laughs> um, this translation is related to the version of the Wendigo that claims he has the power to curse humans by possessing them. Once he has infiltrated their mind, he can turn them into Wendigos as well, instilling upon them the same lust for human flesh that he himself has. Oh, okay. So there's like, in different cultures, different types and yeah, versions. Yeah, so... Like Wendigo 2.0. These are all like... They're all from the same area. Mm-hmm. They're all the same... They all speak the same language, but they're all different tribes. And so you know how, I mean... Even now, stories get changed by slightly things. So some tribes believe that you just eat a human and then you turn to a Wendigo. Others believe that he, this original Wendigo who ate a human is now a Wendigo, but now you have to be really close to him. And then he like gets into your mind and can make you one if he chooses. But say no to drugs. They're all Peer pressure is bad. (laughs) Similar, but have like small changes. Yeah. (laughs) The description of him is the same among all the tribes though. Good to know. The wanted posters are all similar. (laughs) Yes. Um, This is another thing that changes among different tribes and different people who have claimed to see a Wendigo. Um, His speed is argued among witnesses. Some say he is fast, while others say that he walks as though he's falling apart. Oh. I know I should not be feeling bad for this guy. (laughs) (laughs) However... Speed is not the preferred hunting strategy anyway for Wendigos. This is my kind of person. <laughs> they prefer to mimic human voices. He will use this skill to lure people in and draw them away from civilization and into the um, depths of the wilderness. Once isolated, he will feast. So, again, like we talked about last time with the Skinwalker Ranch <laughs> a couple times ago. Yes. If you hear a voice and it's disembodied, run away, run far away. Yes. But so like what gets, what lures people in is that he'll mimic your relatives and loved ones. Nope. So you may hear your mom calling for you in the woods and saying she's injured. Oh, that reminds me of that like story that like it's common. Like you hear, you see it everywhere, but it's like you hear your mom calling you from downstairs and then all of a sudden from upstairs you say your mom's voice says, no, that's not me. Yeah. Like which one do you listen to? Yeah. I vote the run out the front door option. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So like they don't just, I mean, they, some, they may, depending on who they want, mimic mm-hmm. a random voice, but it's normally a loved one or something that's going to actually make you be like, oh no. Let me go. Yeah. I must go into the woods at midnight to go help. <laughs> um, so if you happen to encounter a Wendigo, what do you do? Yes, this is the quality content I come here for. <laughs> Not just for time with my friend. I need to know how to survive a Wendigo attack. It is said that if you do survive an attack, it will leave your mind blank of all thoughts. It will leave you untreatably insane. So far, the odds are not looking good. Or craving human flesh. <laughs> Still not looking good. Um, so if you want that outcome... But have encountered a Wendigo and just don't want to die. So you're okay with turning into one yourself for having insanity. You know, whatever. Fire is your best weapon. Cool. (laughs) Which right on me, I would be in trouble. I have nothing that could start a fire. However, do not wave the flame in front of his face and hope he'll back away. No, no. You must engulf his entire body in flames. This doesn't sound like a survival guide. This sounds more like a how screwed you are guide. A little bit. Yeah. So. Don't miss a toe. Don't miss a finger. His whole body. That's option one. 
So now you need to carry around matches in a gas can. Or a blowtorch. I like that option. I would say the flamethrower is your best option because you don't have to get close to him. But I don't know if I can get it through customs, but let's do it. <laughs> it's fine. We live in this part of the world anyway. True. <laughs> There's anything we're good at, it's bonfires. <laughs> um, okay. There is another way. Good, good. So mm-hmm. if I don't have my flamethrower mm-hmm. handy. Mm-hmm. Yes. So many legends talk about how you must destroy the icy cold heart. <laughs> <laughs> One of the ways to do that is fire. That's why you use fire. Yes, that would okay. make sense. So... By destroying the icy cold heart, <laughs> you will release the soul, the human soul. Aww. However, you'll yeah. also kill him. Oh, no. <laughs> I was about to say, yay, I freed. Oh, no. So, to pull this off, you'll need to get close enough to the Wendigo to stab it with a silver stake. Because, yes, I have about 20 of those in my possession. It's also possible to use silver bullets. Again. <laughs> These are these things that it's like, hmm, why can't it just be like a handy, useful household object? Like a wooden stake. You know, I could break off a table leg. I, it's doable. You've got to be Sam and Dean Winchester. I do. Keep I that need, in your trunk. I know. I okay. need it. I need it with my so, like apocalypse, like grab bag. For well, th- those of you in the Great Lakes region in Canada, remember to always carry a silver stake or silver bullets with a gun. So yes, they're useless without the, the bullet, <laughs> without the gun. A flamethrower, and let's see what else you need. <laughs> if the legends are true, you must go one step further to ensure that the Wendigo will not come after you again. Oh my gosh. First, you have to take the shattered Wendigo heart and lock it inside a pure silver box. What? <laughs> Just take me now, Wendigo. I don't have the funds nor the time to track these items down. Next, you must bury this box in a graveyard that's attached to a church. Not just any graveyard. It must be physically attached to a church. <laughs> any church of worship will do. Well, that's good. <laughs> so a place of worship. Before you head to the graveyard, however... This is too much work. Use an axe with silver plating to chop off all of the Wendigo's limbs and the head. So, all limbs and head must be detached, as well as the heart must be removed and placed in a box. And you need an axe of silver, a bullet of silver, a gun of silver, a stake of silver, a box of silver. And the flamethrower. And the flamethrower probably also needs to be made out of silver. Who knows? At this point, just go ahead and get the silver kit. So... Finally, bury the box in the graveyard, salt the body, burn it all until it's ashes, and then scatter the remains. Make sure they are scattered. (laughs) You may let the wind do this, or you may do it yourself. Okay, so the body is chopped up, salted, (laughs) burned until ash, and then scattered across the wind while you have the shattered heart in a box. Correct. And now you will always be wrongfully committed for murder because you have a body. You buried the box in the graveyard. Okay. And the body scattered. It's burned to crisp and scattered. So you don't have any evidence with you. Okay. Other than your weapons. True. (laughs) And remember, this is only if you can get close enough to stab it. We need like a Mad as a Hatter patented (laughs) silver Wendigo kit. (laughs) Yes. All the items included. If you donate to our Patreon. background check. (laughs) If you donate to our Patreon, we may be able to put some of that together. <laughs> yes. 
the Wendigo grab and go box. <laughs> I'm liking this idea. In case of Wendigo, please break open. It's like that overnight bag that you just keep in your purse. Yeah. Yeah. Every single girl's necessity. <laughs> Makeup remover, tampons, lipstick, tampons, painkillers, Wendigo removal kit, <laughs> some silver just for luck, salt, salt, yes. Get your fries, then the body. Uh, so, if that sounds like too much work for you, it started too much work when they just said the very first thing. And instead of killing it, you just want to survive. Why wasn't this the first option? Because killing it's better. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Make sure to avoid tornadoes and ice storm storms. I'm pretty sure I do that already, but okay. <laughs> For these, we'll give it strength. And also, Wendigos can produce these. Just yeah, fight. I just imagine like the Tasmanian devil, like where he's like a tornado. So I'm just imagining like his limbs are this tornado with ice storms coming. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no big deal. He's the White Walker from Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh. Are you hearing me, Jon Snow? We just gave you the Windigo kit. Go ahead. Go. Maybe that'll help. He has an ice heart too. Yes. There we go. We just solved the entire Game of Thrones. <laughs> um. We should have the threat now. <laughs> so, void tornadoes, void ice storms, avoid indoors because they can pick locks and open doors. <laughs> this is literally the how you have no chance survival guide. Uh-huh. <laughs> In case you haven't figured it out, there has been no record of anyone surviving a Wendigo attack. <laughs> Again. So who wrote the survival guide? <laughs> the native people. Well, thank you, native people. I do appreciate that. <laughs> I don't mean to crap all over your survival guide. My apologies. This is actually from How Stuff Works, How to Survive a Wendigo Attack. See, you poked fun at me for using it. That website is the bomb. The majority of my notes for next episode, howstuffworks.com. Please. You know what? We're going to reach out to them. They're going to sponsor us. They are the boat that keeps us afloat. Uh, okay. So you can't hide. And... Also, avoid running. So avoid tornadoes, avoid ice storms, avoid indoors, avoid running. I mean, I avoid running anyway, so. You you will tire out far before they ever will. Yeah, I'm five steps in and I'm throwing in every white object I can. They have been known to hunt their prey for up to 19 hours. (laughs) How about 19 minutes? (laughs) So don't run. (laughs) That's a given. Best option is standing completely still. Is it a T-Rex? <laughs> you can't see me if I don't move. Standing completely, utterly still and making no sound seems to be the best method to avoid being eaten. Yet yeah, nobody survived. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't, I mean, okay, I've read like two stories of people surviving. Okay. I mean, and there's all those Reddits. I don't know. Those could mm-hmm. be real or not real. True. Uh, so... Wendigos have amazing senses, except for their eyesight. They have the best hearing. They say this may be due to them having terrible eyesight. Um, So do not make any noise. Do not move. And whatever you do, do not make eye contact. Okay. With a Wendigo, you know the deer in headlights effect? A Wendigo tends to cause that on you. So if you make eye contact, all of a sudden, whoop. So don't make eye contact, don't make a noise, 
and don't move. If you hear some random voice in the woods, just lay on the ground completely still. Mm-hmm. Don't look around. Close your eyes, maybe, and hope you don't get eaten. Just hopefully. <laughs> so. Okay. So. Here's one story. This is from the um, darknessprevails.org website. This seems like a site I need to check out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They, I guess, post about true encounters with Midwest monsters. Ooh. So. Shout out. Sponsorship. Let us know. Yes, please. (laughs) Here is one story. Um, It is by an author, John Jay titled real wendigo encounter so ever since i could remember i've loved hunting squirrels deer it started as something my father and i did together but when he died i couldn't help but see myself out there more and more it was his favorite thing and i was lucky enough to be part of it with him lord knows i miss him after the following experience though i'm scared to head back out into the woods It was a snowy Saturday morning. The sun had just come up. That day I had been hunting squirrels, but the woods were deathly quiet and still. I sat silently under a skeleton of an old oak. Whether or not I saw or killed anything didn't matter. The best part was the beauty. Waking up early and soaking it all in was worth every second of quiet and coldness. Everything was suddenly stirred to life by a gruff grunting sound. The the noise was similar to a buck call, but was much louder and rough. Did you say butt call? (laughs) Buck. Oh, buck. I was was like, like, a butt call. It's a very formal way to say booty call. (laughs) A buck call. Okay. (laughs) A booty call that was much lower and rough. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. The noise was similar to a buck call. I mean, is that what animal calls are? (laughs) Yes. True. (laughs) Much lower and rough. At first, I thought a massive buck was dying in the snow. Then it came again, but closer enough to make my blood run cold. Whatever it wasn't dying, it had moved an impossible amount of distance within those few seconds. I honestly had no idea what I was hearing. I did the only thing I could. I sat still and tried not to breathe. Good method. Good advice. As we've already learned. (laughs) One moment later, I saw something that has changed my life in the worst possible way. The head of a deer with sickly looking eyes and way and with way too much white appeared from behind a tree 15 yards in front of me. It sounds like you made eye contact. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Bad. Don't make eye contact. It was motionless. Worst of all, the deer. The thing was nine feet off the ground. I've never seen any deer that tall. No. And this thing looked like it had just been a fight while fighting off a deadly virus. It was not a pretty sight. No, thank you. When a clawed hand appeared just below it, I knew that this was no deer. It sounds like something out of a child's book of scary stories. I know. I wish that's all it was. 
but these bony fingers carved around the trunk of the tree, disgusting nails sliding along the bark. The way its head was angled, it was as if it was staring at me. Instinct took over. I grabbed my gun and ran as quickly as possible back to my truck. I had never run so fast before in my life, but somehow I still ran faster when I heard that grunting again. Closer and closer it seemed to come, no matter how far I ran from that place. When I reached my truck, I opened and slammed the door shut. I started it and floored the thing. But before I really took off, I made one mistake. I glanced into the woods. Nope. As if it had been copied and pasted, that thing's decaying head and clawed hands were now protruding from a pine tree at the forest edge. I'm sorry, Dad, but I don't know if I'll ever be going back there. Yeah, I don't blame you. <sighs> no. So, that is one story. Oh, no, that's not what I wanted. Me! <laughs> I was typing an email to how stuff works. That's what I was doing. <laughs> Asking it for advertising. Um, that's not what I wanted. So, that is one terrifying story of a Wendigo. I was trying to find a comment, but I can't find it. There's a short comment thing. Ah. On uh, surviving. I thought it was on this one. On Ranker.com. Nope. Okay. I love using Ranker too. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've clicked on a lot of things right now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's just all popping up. But um, So, that- in summary, do not make eye contact. Don't move. Don't make a noise. Just stand there. Stand still. Don't do a thing. Correct. I guess if you have like a truck, you can run to a truck like this guy did. Yes. Because you can drive away. But, so, um, yeah. Another thing, if you are a hunter, because that's where most of the stories come from, are hunters in the woods today yes. in age. Just because you see antlers does not mean it's a deer. No, thank you. <laughs> just don't hunt. Yeah. <laughs> just just stay out of scary things. Fair. <laughs> no. But, so, you hear it from us. If you don't have your patented mad as a hat or when to go grab bag, just run away. Or stand very, 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 very still. Remember silver and... Silver everything. Is it silver? Flamethrower? Yes. Silver, flamethrower, salt, silver bullet, silver gun, silver axe, silver stake. Also, side note, don't use plain bullets on Wendigos. They do recover. Oh, bulletproof it wolf. Must, part two. <laughs> must be a silver bullet to the heart. Okay. Do not Please just... tell me that their heart is anatomically where it should be. Because that's the worst when they say, oh, get them in the heart. Oh, by the way, their heart's not there. Actually, I don't know. Do a quick check on that because <laughs> nobody ever told me where that is. What's the anatomy of a Wendigo? <laughs> is i mean it used to be human so i would think that it's uh i mean this 15 foot creature (laughs) yeah but it used to be human oh well no i'm not finding anything meet the which type of whore horror thank you (laughs) (laughs) well that's a weird picture 
People also ask, what happens if a Wendigo bites you? Nothing. They are not zombies. Okay, yeah, they bear futures from their original form, so their heart is where human hearts are. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, yes. Because I thought that. I thought that if a Wendigo yeah. bit you, something Apparently happened. they have really long tongues. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes. So, shoot in the heart, not the head. Definitely not. Or stand still like a normal human being. I'm trying, sorry, I'm trying to figure out what happened in Charmed, why the Wendigo, how she turned into one. He probably ate humans, or was too close to a Wendigo, or was cursed by a demon. Just as so she's attacked by a vicious beast. Well, not everything. Oh, there's is... a cut on her forearm. Yeah, that's what I thought. So there's a cut, and then she becomes a Wendigo. Do not rely on Charmed as a reliable source for Wendigo information. Not everything's as reliable as Supernatural. Or as Darby, I guess. <laughs> I will say, I when so, so when Supernatural was out for like the first two seasons, which had Wendigo in it, mm-hmm. the first three, I was fact-checking everything. And they <laughs> do their facts right. I have heard that. They really do. Like, they dive deep into the mythology. They really... I mean, if anything, I've heard that they're really good about being culturally relevant and getting... Trying to make sure that they're not making up lore and legends and yeah, mocking no. cultures. They go really in-depth, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. So you can rely on them to give you facts, or you can listen to us. Or you can watch Charm for fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so my Midwestern's out there. Watch hey. out for the Wendigo in the woods. Yes, it's middle of February as we're recording this, and there's still snow on the ground. <laughs> it could be just lurking in your windows. Yep, I'm keeping eye contact with you. I'm not looking towards that window. No, thank you. I keep my blinds drawn all the time. True. Or closed. <laughs> What's the better? I don't You know, I, know. I never really knew that. What does blinds drawn mean? Okay, we're diverging. Anyway. anyway <laughs> Darby entertained us lovingly and greatly with the amazing Wendigo topic, whatever shall she do next? I don't know. What will I do? What will you do? We need to get actual hats. <laughs> do i was looking at like the mad hatter costume hats on amazon i want like a top hat like (laughs) yes so patreon get us some hats please please donate to our one dollar that would help us a lot that would be great (laughs) if you don't have the means for what is it what was it five or ten yes donate to our one dollar a dollar a dollar is nice anything is good enough plus you get a lovely shout out on our next white rabbit if you do it in the next two weeks two weeks yes of posting this yes two weeks Yes. So, Darby, you will be talking about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. That'll be interesting. It will. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard musings of the conspiracy, mm-hmm. although I haven't. I've never really believed in it. So, I'm intrigued. Will I Should be I go with Abe Lincoln, the Vampire Slayer? Yes. <laughs> Nothing else. That I'm going to make my own conspiracy. Abe Lincoln is really a vampire that hunts other vampires. Yes, we're going with it. <laughs> I love it. He was actually a Wendigo hunter. They just confused his stake. It was actually silver. Right. <laughs> awesome. So, assassination of Abraham Lincoln. That will be interesting. I'm excited to hear about it. Me too. Yes. Excited to do it. Also, Darby, before you tell us about Abe, tell us where you can find us. You can find us at 
mad as a hatter on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also find us on our Patreon, which is patreon.com backslash mad as a hatter podcast. And we have a Reddit. We do. We have a Reddit. We are a user, Mad Hatter Podcast. Um, we are working on our community, but we have to be old enough for it. Our We have to have 30 days of ownership, so be posted here soon. By the time this comes out, we shall, we shall have probably gotten our community up and running. So look out for announcements on that. We also have a Snapchat, Mad Hatter Pod. <laughs> um, check us out there. I do try to post. And... and- Email us, madhatterpodcast at gmail.com. Any and all ideas, please email us. Also, please tell your friends where you can listen to us. And that is, of course, what you're listening to us right now on. But also, Podomatic, Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Yes. Please refer us to your friends. Tell the world about us. If you have a podcast app or forum that you like to use, let us know. We're always looking into expanding. So send us an email. Tweet at us. Darby, what is the social media lingo? <laughs> Facebook us. PM or DM. Yeah. DM or PM. PM's Reddit. That's what I know. I'm sorry. Reddit's my domain. That's the one. DM is normally Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I spend too much time on Reddit. <laughs> so yeah, check us out and we will see you on our next rabbit hole adventure. See you on Wednesday for Paige's conveniently related <laughs> topic. Yes. Talk we're gonna talk cannibalism and not just the Wendigo style. <laughs> oh, so they don't all turn into monsters. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're gonna talk about history and cannibalism and how they're not monsters. Debatable. Uh, <laughs> anyway. They're thank not all you monsters. There we go. For following us down this rabbit hole. And we'll see you on Wednesday.